Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill. I'm the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. It's great to have you here with me for a Friday, April 21st, 2023. This is edition number 70 of season 8. We're continuing to look at the Westminster Confession of Faith. Today we will complete uh, chapter 12 on the doctrine of adoption. Let's pray first and then we'll consider the last third of the only paragraph in this chapter. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you again for your many mercies and your kindness that you give to your people. We thank you for the grace that, we've, that we have uh, rooted in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the doctrine of justification in which you uh, in which you receive us uh, indeed as righteous, only for the righteousness of Christ uh, imputed to us. And we thank you that you have adopted us into your family, that we are sons and daughters of the Most High with all the privileges uh, that are granted then therefore. We pray, Lord, as we look at your word, even now we ask for your grace and mercy, your kindness, that you will show forth your favor to us, that your spirit would guide us and direct us. And we pray this for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, we come now to um, the last third of um, this paragraph on the doctrine of adoption. I'm going to read the entirety of the paragraph again, and then we'll just consider just a few statements that conclude this paragraph. We read there in chapter 12 on adoption, all those that are justified, God vouchsafeth in and for his only Son, Jesus Christ, to make partakers of the grace of adoption, by which they are taken into the number and enjoy the liberties and privileges of the sons of, of the children of God, have his name put upon them, receive the spirit of adoption, have access to the throne of grace with boldness, are enabled to cry, Abba, Father, are pitied, protected, provided for, and chastened by him as by a father, yet never cast off, but sealed to the day of redemption, and inherit the promises as heirs of everlasting salvation." And so we come to the final third of this, uh, this particular paragraph on this uh, glorious and indeed very practical doctrine as given to us by God's Word. We read there that this doctrine also teaches us about the chastening that we receive from God uh, as chastened by, uh, chastened by Him as by a father. Now that, that qualifier is very important. We are not uh, chastened uh, uh, by a uh, by an angry judge, we are chastened by a father. We know a little bit about this. We practice this, I think, as parents in our world today in which um, when our children step out of line, when they need to be disciplined in some manner, that we do that as a loving father or parent uh, to them. Uh, And we read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 6, for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. And so just like we are often, or we have uh, been as children, we have been disciplined by our parents for one reason or another, told to stand in a corner, sit down in the chair for 30 minutes, go to your room. Uh, Sometimes we may be spanked. Um, Whatever the case may be, that is an act of love that comes from an earthly father. Well, our heavenly father does that as well. He's concerned for our growth and grace and the knowledge of Christ. He's seeking to conform us to the image of Christ. And when we step out of line in his word. He doesn't cast us off, as the next section says, uh, but he disciplines us as a loving father. 
uh, he does that for our good, and we often need that. And so we should not uh, we should not regard these things lightly. Even that same chapter in Hebrews, my son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by Him. Again, this is a unique act that the Father, our Father in heaven, gives to His children. It's a loving act. the The alternative, of course, is to be uh, not be his ch- uh, child to be um, outside of the uh, family room in the in the courtroom, and there we receive the just wrath that would come from a angry judge against the ones who would violate his law. But this discipline does not lead to being ejected from the family room. We are never we are never cast off. Lamentations chapter three and verses thirty one and thirty two. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief. Yet will he have compassion according to the multitude of his mercies. And then also in Psalm 89, in verses 30 through 35, uh, we read there, If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my rules, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity, iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all, I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. Now, Here, again, we are comforted and reassured that though we may indeed do, as the psalm says, we may violate God's statutes and not keep his commandments, God does not dismiss us from the family room and cast us off. Instead, he does this this act out of his great love for us. He remembers his love for us and his covenant faithfulness to us, and he keeps his word. And so we are chastened by him as by a father, yet never cast cast off, but instead sealed to the day of redemption. Now, that sealing is, um, if I can illustrate it, it's probably a relatively silly illustration, but, you know, we, we all know what Tupperware is, you know, those plastic containers with the lids we stick on and it snaps in place and it keeps what's in there fresh, um, or at least it's supposed to. Well, that's in a sense what's going on. We've been placed into the family room of God and a lid has been snapped over it and sealed and we cannot escape that family room, nor will we be cast out of that family room, but instead sealed to the day of redemption. Ephesians chapter 4, and in verse, um, in verse 30, uh, there we read, um, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And so, very important, comforting element that God, though we may wander or uh, transgress God's law and we sin daily in thought, word, and deed, God does not get tired and weary. He does not uh, then get, set, get, get tired of our struggles as, as, as children and toss us out of the family room. And, uh, but instead, he has sealed us indeed to the day of redemption. That is the end, the end day, the day in which we receive unto ourselves the fullness of salvation, which is what we read next and inherit the promises, of course, the promise, the great promise is that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Now, there's many promises given to God's people throughout Scripture, and of course, I don't have time to deal with every one of them, but the great promise is that we will be with Him, we will see Him, and we will be like Him 
for all of eternity. The blessed hope, the beatific vision, and that promise belongs to the children of the Most High, that as heirs of everlasting salvation. And so Hebrews chapter, or 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. And so your reservation in heaven is secure. There's no chance of it being changed or forgotten or erased by any action on your part. If you belong to the God of heaven and live in his family room, that inheritance is yours. It awaits you. Now, we make reservations all the time. We make car reservations, hotel reservations, and by and large, they're usually kept pretty faithfully. But every now and then, something happens, and the reservation is either lost or misplaced or never taken in the first place, even though you thought it was. This is not the case with the God of heaven. As an adopted child, that reservation is secure. It is secured because of what Jesus Christ has done. And for God to forget your reservation in heaven, he would have to forget, he would have to forget his own son. And of course, that's ridiculous. He can never, ever do such a thing. And so this doctrine is very encouraging. It, 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 is, it speaks to the people of God as children of the Most High. Many benefits that come to us because we've been adopted into God's family. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me. The way to contact me is there before you on the screen. And so until the Friday edition, when we begin to look at the doctrine of sanctification, chapter 13, or until the Monday edition, excuse me, when we begin to look at the doctrine of sanctification. May the Lord help you. May he walk, may you walk with him and may he guide you all of your days. God bless.